This is Generation Justice, a multiracial project that trains you to harness the power of community through media, narrative, and critical consciousness. I'm Elijah Cage. And I'm Ariana Cordova. We want to remind you that this program broadcasts from the rightful lands of the Tiwa people. Tonight, we bring you an update on the Dignity Not Detention legislation and efforts for a ceasefire in Palestine at the Roundhouse. That's right. We bring you an interview with Andres Esquivel from the New Mexico Dream Team, who tells us what happened with the D&D Act or Senate Bill 145. Did you know that there is a memorial for a ceasefire in Palestine? Don't miss an educational interview with Senator Linda Lopez about the memorial and the efforts at the Roundhouse for a permanent ceasefire in Palestine. And we share another heartfelt letter written for a Palestinian journalist. Leader for Change fellow Karen Kampa with the New Mexico Dream Team speaks to Palestinian journalist Matos Aziza. Be sure not to miss our calendar and weekly vaccine equity segments. Let's start off the night with some music. Here is Can I Live? by MC Abdul, a rapper from Gaza. MC Abdul was only 11 years old when this song was released. Can I live, can I live? Can we live, can we live, yeah? Can I live, can I live? I'm just trying to do it big, yeah. Young guy's a kid and I came with the cold flow. Rap all day and my friends think I'm local. See me outside and he want to take my photo. Yeah, I'm in the photo, spinning like a yo-yo. Yeah, I got plans to grow up. My future's so bright, they're hating so what? My music's so loud, the police showed up. Dignity Not Detention sought to eradicate local immigrant detention centers and push the importance of treating immigrants with dignity. This past Tuesday, Senate Bill 145, or the D&D Act, did not pass the Senate floor. Andres Esquivel from New Mexico Dream Team tells us the details about this legislation and next steps to be aware of as a community. Here is Barbara Ramirez speaking with campaigns manager Andres Esquivel. This is Barbara Ramirez with Generation Justice, and I'm speaking with Andres Esquivel, campaigns manager at the New Mexico Dream Team. Andres, welcome back to Generation Justice. Yeah, thank you for having me again. Andres, give us an understanding of the Dignity Not Detention Act for those listeners who don't know about this bill. So here in New Mexico, we have uh, three ICE immigrant detention centers, which are in uh, Cibola County, Otero County, and Torrance County. Um, as a lot of people may know, is that these facilities have a well-documented history of unlivable conditions, interference with access to legal counsel, inadequate health care, and even deaths. And not only does it harm the people who are within these detention centers, but it also harms the communities here in New Mexico, right? It, at the end of the day, inhibits economic prosperity in rural counties and creates a dependency on uh, and an unwillingness to diversify the industries in these rural counties, right? So what do we do about this problem? We introduced the Dignity Not Detention Act, which would have prohibited the New Mexico public entities from entering into contracts that detain people for civil immigration violations. It also would require any New Mexico public entity to, with existing detention agreements to exercise the termination provisions and these contracts basically just ending the contracts right then and there um, and prevent any other agreements um, or, or arrangements by New Mexico public entities from from helping establish and operate facilities to detain uh, people for, for civil immigration violations. 
So basically, if this law would have would have been passed, it would have required contract terminations with existing intergovernmental service agreements be exercised as of May of May of this year, right? And yeah, at the end of the day, it would have ended immigrant detention here in New Mexico, right? Because in order for ICE to do these detention centers, the easiest way would have been through what is called an, an intergovernmental service agreement. Um, with banning those, they would have had to jump through so many other loopholes to, let's say, contract or open a another different type of private detention center, right? Or even a public detention center as well would also take a lot of a lot of uh, jumping around through um, all these different mechanisms and bureaucracy. Um, and for at the end of the day, the easiest way for ICE to do it is through IGSAs. If they don't really have the capability to do it, they won't really do it. Right. So at the end of the day, it would end um, immigrant detention in New Mexico through one way or another. Thank you so much for that explanation, Andres. Tell us what happened at the legislative session with this bill. So we got it pushed. We got it introduced and everything. And it started off and the the first committee I went through was the Senate Health and Public Affairs um, Committee. And it passed through it. Um, pretty much on a pretty much on partisan votes, and then it went through. Um, after that, it went through Senate Judiciary Committee, when the and it also passed through partisan votes, um, and then it got to the Senate floor on uh, Monday or Tuesday of this week, of the week of February eighth, and at the Senate floor. Um, there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of different things going on down there, and I really couldn't tell specifically what was going on. Um, but I could tell that there was some coordinate some coordination happening amongst certain legislators. And at the end of the day, um, the bill did not pass with um, with a vote count of eighteen yes, twenty no, and I believe there might have been five people who did not vote. Um, so at the end of the day, yeah, the bill did not pass. As someone who has been working on immigrant rights for so many years, Andres, how does this legislative outcome make you feel? It frustrates me a lot, um, the amount of work that we did to properly inform all the legislators and, and um, try to try to get them to, to to vote and to vote in favor just kind of like went under right and misinformation seemed to play a key role in 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 um this bill not getting passed um but at the same time i might be disappointed and angry to be to be honest um i am inspired to keep to keep pushing right to keep to keep with this campaign to keep this campaign going um to hopefully get the bill passed next year and luckily next year will be a longer session a 60 day legislative session we'll have a lot more time um in case it doesn't go through the senate the first time we can try we can try a bill substitute next next year i don't know i don't know what the strategy is going to be yet but um but we'll see we'll see how it goes but we'll definitely be continuing the fight and this just inspires me to keep pushing, to keep pushing and not let not let um, detention, hate and and xenophobia win. Thank you so much for being so honest about the way that you feel 
um, you and others work very hard to inform legislators to work on a strategy so that this legislation would pass this year. And it's inspiring to me to hear you say that this is motivation to keep pushing and keep trying until the goal is achieved. What is your message to our community and what are the steps that we as a community need to take to be in solidarity with our immigrant community here in New Mexico? Well, um, usually, usually if we were to keep pushing this bill, I would say call your representatives and call your legislators, right? But um, at this point, we need to take that step back and further inform ourselves um, and inform the community to know that there is more than more than just these numbers of advocates who came to the day of action, right? Just this number of people who um, are members of the of the organizations that are that are in this coalition, right? Um, I believe it's a time for us to just keep educating ourselves, right? And um, also to keep in mind um, to keep in mind that a lot of these legislators is there is there time for re-election, right? We need to also consider what other alternatives there are um, when it comes to the people who who might be who might be elected, right? But at the end of the day, um, at the end of the day, I think um, we need to keep pushing. We need to keep educating ourselves, our neighbors, our legislators, everybody, right? And make sure we have the strong outcome for next year. And keep pushing the support is what I mean. <laughs> Thank you so much, Andres. Where can people go to find more information about the New Mexico Dream Team and other activities and other projects that you have? Yeah, so feel free to look us up on any of our social medias, New Mexico Dream Team. We are on Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok. Uh, I believe I believe Twitter. I'm not going to use the, re the new name for it. Um, and I believe threads as well. We're we're on pretty much all of the so all of the all of the main social medias. Uh, you could also check out our website at nmdreamteam.org. Thank you so much for that. Is there anything else that you would like to add before we wrap up our discussion? I don't think so. Just um, yeah, keep the momentum going. We got a strong momentum starting here at this legislative session, and we're just gonna keep it going. We're just gonna keep going hard, and and yeah. I think that's about it. Thank you so much for speaking with us today, Andres, for all the essential work that you did at the legislative session this year. It was always inspiring and exciting to see you and Giovanni in the roundhouse just working for this. And and I know that you will continue um, fighting for justice and for human rights of all people. And um, I want to thank you for all your work. Yeah, thank you so much, Barbara, and thank you for having me. It's uh, really important that um, that all of this gets heard, that it's not just within the echo chambers of nonprofit organizations or advocacy groups of sorts. Um, so I, I appreciate you a lot for helping me uplift all this message and, and tell the public what's going on. Thank you. For Generation Justice, I'm Barbara Ramirez. Thank you, Andres, for sharing so much about the Dignity Not Detention Act. I was deeply saddened to hear it did not pass, and I wish you luck in your future initiatives. It is inspiring to hear you and other supporters are keeping such a hopeful attitude. Thank you again. 
Now, here is I Wish I Knew How It Would Feel to Be Free by Nina Simone, selected by our guest, Andres Esquivel. I wish I knew how it would feel to be free. I wish I could break all the chains holding me. I wish I could say all the things that I should say. Say I'm loud, say I'm clear for the whole round Senator Linda Lopez has been serving District 11 on the New Mexico Senate for 27 years. She currently serves on the Senate Rules Committee and the Senate Tax, Business, and Transportation Committee. Tonight, we share a pre-recorded interview with her about Senate Memorial 6, Israel ceasefire, one of the efforts towards a permanent ceasefire in Palestine. Here is Barbara Ramirez speaking with Senator Linda Lopez on the Senate Memorial for a Ceasefire. This is Barbara Ramirez with Generation Justice, and I'm speaking with Senator Linda Lopez of District 11. Senator, welcome to Generation Justice. Hi, Barbara. How are you? It's so great to be here with you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Senator, tell us about Senate Memorial 6. Senate Memorial 6 is a simple request from the New Mexico legislature, actually the New Mexico State Senate, um, asking Congress and the President of the United States to uh, strongly work on a ceasefire um, between Israel and Gaza. Thank you so much for telling me more about that. Who are the sponsors and supporters of Senate Memorial 6 for a ceasefire? Well, there are several um, who have signed on with me, um, and if anyone wants to look up and see who the mem- who the supporters are, um, you can go to nmlegis.gov, and you can see the list of those who have signed on um, with me. There are several of us um, who support this measure. Thank you so much, Senator. What is the status of the memorial, Senate and House? It's my understanding that in the House of Representatives, uh, the uh, memorial that they have there, which is the mirror of mine, um, was not going to get a hearing, was not going to move forward. Um, the same is happening here in the New Mexico State Senate, where um, my measure will not be receiving a hearing either. And part of it um, that is my understanding, of course, too, is that there was another measure introduced by Senator Brandt from Rio Rancho, um, which is focusing specifically on Israel. And the measure that I've introduced, of course, recognizes um, the atrocities that have happened from Hamas attacking Israel. But again, looking at the other aspect of the decimation of what's taking place um, from the Israel army on the people of Palestine. What are some of the next steps or what can people do at this moment if they're interested in learning more? Well, it's, it's part of the process here in the legislature Uh, Sometimes you will introduce a bill um, and it can sit, which means it's just there for the public to take notice or maybe the departments of the state and such to pay attention or for my colleagues in the legislature. So sometimes not all legislation will get a hearing. So the memorial, and I can talk about the Senate, um, I knew that it was going to be difficult to get a hearing just because of the 
situation and what's happening, not just here in our country, but across on the other side of the world, um, and especially with the United Nations and all the interactions. What I do know that will be taking place on Friday, February 9, is a, uh, bet- I think it's between the hours of two and four, there will be a, a gathering here at the Roundhouse that specifically will have an interdenominational presence from persons who are Jewish, of the Jewish faith, who are Muslim, Christian, um, non-denominational and such, who will be here also um, to, to support both the House and Senate memorials, but where we are all gathering to call for a ceasefire in Gaza. And since the United States, of course, is um, supportive of Israel and has been since forever, 1948, when all of this was created um, with the country of Israel, we feel that there's uh, a necessity for our leadership at the federal level to strongly work on creating a ceasefire, which, you know, for many of us too, is is supportive of the people of Palestine. Why is it important to you, and you already started to talk a little bit about this, but why is it important to you to have a complete and permanent ceasefire in Palestine, both Gaza and the West Bank? The history of that region, of our world, is complicated. There's a lot of, if one goes back and looks at the history, there's plenty to read about as to how we've arrived at the point that we are. What is so important is because what for myself and others who've signed on, and I know many others who will be here on Friday, and across our world and across the country, we see it, there is um, an indiscriminate um, attack on the people of Palestine. And it hasn't just been happening now, but it's been throughout time uh, since the forced removal of the Palestinians. And essentially, for my opinion, placing them in a reservation. And it's so reminiscent of what this our, our United States government did with our Native American population. Um, and I realize there's always much more complications behind the scenes than how the UN created Uh, this, this, uh, the country of Israel, and essentially um, removed the people of Palestine from their own country, also, and you know the the atrocities of the killing, especially of the people, governments and powers, in my opinion, do atrocities. It it, it happens. Hamas is no good. Um, Israel to me is no better, and the government, not the people, the government. The United States, we've had our problems. We've been all over. If people read their history and know it well, we've had our our own ugliness of what we've done to our own people over time and in other countries that we've been involved in. So for me, it, it looks at for, for us as a country, we need to own up and really, really force the issue that there needs to be a permanent ceasefire in Gaza. You make some really important points that criticizing or holding a government accountable is different than the whole population. It doesn't have to do with religion or all the the people who live in that area. So thank you so much for that. On Saturday, February 3rd, there was the Indigenous Women's Day at the Capitol. And that's some of the point that was mentioned that Indigenous peoples have things in common across the world. Um, when it comes to genocide and ethnic cleansing. 
And we heard from amazing speakers, matriarchs, and amazing women in our community. Is there anything that you'd like to add about that experience? I am so happy to have been, to be able to participate on our fourth annual uh, Indigenous Women's Day here at the Roundhouse. The conversations of having with my Indigenous sisters, and Indigenous means native of the land, right? It takes me back of what as a, as a person elected to the government, to me, it reflects what this government that I supposedly am part of, right, of what we've done over time. And it takes women, I believe, with women, the matriarchal leadership that is in not just here in New Mexico with our Native Americans, with my Indigenous sisters, but in every culture we have women who I believe should be taking the lead in moving forward this discussion on how do we stop these atrocities from happening. And I believe the speakers who were with us, um, who even sang um, about how we leave Yamevoy, um, there's, there's just different points, I think, that each of the women who were present and who were present at last year's and who are speaking about this across the world, um, it's hurtful what's happening. And it, should, it needs to stop, not should stop, it needs and must stop. But it's also part of Barbara is how we recognize the history that brings us to this point. And that's why I say it, it's the governments who create the atrocities, but it's the people who should not be suffering. And I've been in conversation with um, persons of the Jewish faith who will be here Friday. And, you know, there's differences within the Jewish faith also, just as there are differences within the Christian faith. And every, you know, people are people. But for me, it's the humanity and when you look at the numbers and watch um, the newsreels, I say in old, old language, but the videos and such that are there for my generation and for those who are younger, they're watching this. And the, young, the children that I speak to, and I say children, um, my own children, but others who are younger, they get it and they're sad. And they, you can see... They're trying to make sense of what's going on. Because if this can happen on that side of the world, what could happen here? What stops others from creating more hurt and killing off of people? It's just, it saddens me. I know it saddens many people um, around the world. Thank you so much, Senator. Is there anything else that you would like the community to know about the memorial or about anything that you've talked with us today? What I would hope is that um, at Friday's gathering, I am hopeful that those who come and those who listen will take away a feeling of unity that we need to speak together as a people and telling our federal delegation, the, you know, the president, Congress, those that the president has appointed to those positions of power, that to continue working strongly for a permanent ceasefire. And as I say, too, it's, you know, we recognize the atrocities that Hamas did, but when you go back and look at who Hamas was associated with the Israeli government years ago, how some of these tunnels were built, who were they built by? I mean, it's just, there's some things that, the news media is not getting right. And there's so much that has opened up for me as to how do we get this information? Who do we support to make sure that information gets out the correct way? 
But a lot of it falls on us as the citizens of this country and other countries to educate yourself. We shouldn't be repeating this again. And it's, you know, time immemorial when we look at um, through history as to how there's been ethnic cleansing and genocide, killing of people that through no fault of their own, they're living there. And like with the numbers just I looked at, Barbara is that it's almost close to what, like 28,000 people have been killed. Those are just killed. It doesn't talk about the, the famine, the hunger, the disease that's there. There'll be more. I think the numbers will go very high as this, as this whole scenario continues to move. What do the people do? They have no place to go. Thank you so much, Senator Lopez. It's really important to me to see legislators who are supporting this memorial. Like we recently spoke with Representative Eleanor Chavez, that there's people who have been protesting outside of the roundhouse every Wednesday at noon for a ceasefire. And to see the connection and to see that some legislators are actually paying attention and hearing their constituents and, and what they need and their demands, it's, it gives hope. So thank you so much for your efforts and for speaking with us today. No, I appreciate you and thank you for the opportunity. You know, and, and there's always so much more to talk on. If I may add one more thing, though, too, is the, uh, the memorial that lays both in the House and the Senate, there was something similar um, in a letter that was put forth by even the Archbishop of the Archdiocese of Santa Fe, Archbishop Wester, and also from the Bishop of San Diego. So there are others um, who are in the religious sectors, right, of the Catholic faith, too, who, are, who have actually moved something forward and asking for the same thing that this memorial is asking. Thank you so much, Senator Lopez. And again, thank you for the opportunity. For Generation Justice, I'm Barbara Ramirez. Thank you, Senator Lopez, for making people aware about the importance of a permanent ceasefire and what the Senate Memorial 6 is. The atrocities that are happening in Gaza are something that needs to be heard and stopped. Our next song is in Spanish and Arabic. Here is Somosur, a resistance song by Chilean singer Ana Tijoux, featuring British-Palestinian rapper Shadia Mansour. This week, we continue to honor the bravery and the work of Palestinian journalists covering the truth of tragedies from the ground. New Mexico Dream Team Leader for Change fellow Karen Campa shares a powerful letter written for journalist Mataz Aziza. Mataz is 25 years old from the Gaza Strip and has dedicated his life to covering the genocide taking place against the Palestinian people in Gaza. Even after evacuating Gaza, Mataz continues using his 18 million follower Instagram and other platforms to inform the world about the atrocities. Here is Karen Kampa. Dear Motaz, my name is Karen and I'm 24 years old. The same age as you. You're such a strong and brave person for everything that you're going through and that you have gone through at such a young age. Bravery that I and the world wish you 
what I have gone through in order to show the horrors that everyone is going through in Gaza. But without you and every other journalist, we wouldn't know about what's happening. We wouldn't know about this genocide. Every day I would wake up and check Instagram, hoping that you were still alive. I even cried the day you uploaded your video about evacuating Gaza and just thankful you found safety. You have been such an inspiration to everyone in this world. And I thank you for continuing to use your voice and experiences about Gaza. That is the one most powerful tool that you can use in this world. And you really deserve to mourn those that you have lost and you deserve to live in a peaceful world. I want you to know that we're still fighting for everyone in Gaza and we will not stop until everyone is free. Thank you, Karen, for your beautiful words, Tomatas. Where there is darkness, there is light, and light will always outshine the darkness. You and Mataz are both prime examples of this, and you are both truly an inspiration to many as your light radiates to us all. Mataz's Instagram handle is Mataz underscore Aziza. Again, that is M-O-T-A-Z underscore A-Z-A-I-Z-A. Now we bring you the song, The Pen and the Sword, by 15-year-old rapper Msia Abdul. I'm Jordana Sandoval, your vaccine equity host for this evening. We want to remind you that cases of respiratory illnesses, including COVID-19, have increased. The COVID variant JN.1 is still dominant across the world. The CDC reported that over the last four weeks, hospitalizations among all age groups increased by 200% for influenza, 51% for COVID-19, and 60% for RSD. New Mexico was one of the two states with moderate increases in hospital admissions to more than 10%. The most recent vaccine from Pfizer, Moderna, and Novavax are all expected to help lower the chance of serious illness of hospitalization from JN.1. If you are not up to date with your vaccinations, visit vaccinenn.org and schedule an appointment today to get the bivalent vaccine. Presbyterian Community Health and the UNM Truman Center are hosting a community wellness fair on Monday, February 19th. There will be COVID and flu vaccines for ages six months and older, HIV and hepatitis C tests, and blood pressure and glucose monitoring. The community wellness fair is taking place at the Bethlehem Baptist Church at 5915 Blue Water Road, Northwest. For more information, you can email Serena Ortiz at sortiz24 
at phs.org. Again, that is sortiz24 at phs.org. Don't forget to wash your hands frequently, wear KN95 masks, and practice social distancing to prevent the spread of COVID-19 and other respiratory illnesses. Tune in next week for more vaccine equity and COVID updates. Back to our host, Ariana Cordova and Elijah Cage with our calendar segment. Thank you for that vaccine equity update, Jordana. We have an important announcement for you. Generation Justice and Raices, Community Education of Traditional Medicine, are hosting Love and Light in Action gatherings every other Sunday at 1 p.m. at Tiway Park. That's right. Our next Love and Light gathering will be on Sunday, February 25th at 1 p.m. As we are in the midst of great changes, we know that the medicine is to be in community and to infuse our positive energy and prayers out to our Mother Earth. For more information about these bi-weekly gatherings, you can visit Generation Justice on Facebook. enjoyed this hour of community action. We'd like to thank our guests Andres Esquivel and Senator Linda Lopez. Tonight's hour of radio was produced by Roberto Royal and Barbara Ramirez with production assistance from Roman Garcia and thank you to our interviewer Barbara Ramirez. We want to give a big shout out to all of our youth producers. We cannot do what we do without you. Generation Justice would also like to thank KUNM for bringing the voices of young people to you, KUNM listeners. Our website is generationjustice.org, where you can check out all of our multimedia work and listen to our podcasts, which are also available on SoundCloud, Apple, and Google Podcasts. We're also active on social media. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and follow our playlist on Spotify. Generation Justice is funded by the W.K. Kellogg Foundation, with additional funding from the Annie E. Casey Foundation, the New Mexico Department of Health, Infectious Disease Bureau through the Better Together Coalition, as well as Media Justice, the Santa Fe Community Foundation, and of course, all of you who have contributed to our project by visiting our website and clicking Donate. Our opening song is Youth of the Nation by P.O.D. Our last songs of the night include Somos Palestina by Danny Rivera and Palestine Enti Alru by Mohamed Asaf. I'm Ariana Cordova. And I'm Elijah Cage. Coming up on KUNM Spoken Word, so stay tuned and join us next Sunday at 7 o'clock. Good night, New Mexico.
cantarán a todo el pueblo de Palestina que no muere. Palestine, 